We are Danny and Marcus Delalio, and welcome to Deep Diving Delalios. So I was in court with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard this week last year. <laughs> I wanted to spill some tea about that time and also share the updates that I had from that week. As I was looking through them, a ton of memory and tea started to kind of fill in the blanks for me of the shit that went on that week that was absolutely bananas because that was the week Eve Barlow got kicked out. And if you know anything about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case, then you know about Eve Barlow. But before we get into her, I just want to give a little bit of background on why there's kind of a day missing from court. So my flights were super delayed in Detroit on the way to Fairfax, Virginia. So... That is why I was not in court for jury selection. I also didn't know that jury selection would be a day that was important. I know everyone was only allowed in the overflow room, though, um, which I was in the overflow room for one of those days. You weren't in the room with any of the lawyers or Johnny or Amber. It was just like you were on the outside watching jury selection. I heard it was pretty boring, but... That was kind of the start of things was the jury selection. So that's why I'm like, this is day three, but we're like missing a day. It sounds like it's not that we're missing a day. It's that that week, I just wasn't there for jury selection. This was also the week that Isaac Baruch took the stand, which he was iconic. And I do want to share his uh, a clip of his. I think you testified already. You're pretty angry with Ms. Heard, right? When? I, I wrote it down. That you oh, are... about all the phony, about the phony pictures that were, that were taken and put in uh, tabloids and about the fake narrative and about uh, and the way she's uh, trying uh, trying to got a, 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 a fraudulent DV claim to extort and blackmail uh, a man. Uh, yeah, that kind of got me uh, uh, Pretty angry frustrated, with... confused, angry, upset. Yes, which is why I said the best thing for us to do is not to talk to each other. Okay. And, yes. And was it fair to say you're still angry with her? Oh, you know something? It's six years. But it's we just heard you give years. your version. Am I angry anymore? I'm not, you know, I, what I am is tired, and I want this all to end. Her to go heal, him to go heal. So, you know, you, so many people are, have been affected by this malicious lie that she started and she created, and it's gone out the door and around the world. And so I don't need, I, I can't even paint anymore. I've stopped painting for the last who knows how many years. And that's affected by stuff it's it's it i don't i i'm not angry at anybody i want the best for her for her to take her responsibility heal and 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 and, and move on move on and and for johnny Giants, you know, his, his family has been completely wrecked by all of this stuff and it's not it's 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 not uh, it's not fair it's not right what ha- what she did and what happened for so many people to get affected from this it's it's insane and mr this how this happened and mr Baruch, if in fact she's telling the truth and if in fact Mr. Depp, 
who has engaged in enormous rage and domestic abuse and violence of Amber over a period of time that you wouldn't know about, then maybe it's time for him to take responsibility, don't you think? Objection, Your Honor. What's the objection? Speculation. Lack of foundation. Relevance. Speculation it's, it, he just went off on this rant and rave about assuming that she's... You, you asked questions. I, I didn't ask a question that brought, launched that. I, I'm going to sustain the objection. Okay. It was extremely powerful. Extremely powerful. Um, and I didn't know why Elaine let him go on for that long. Because at that point in time, I'm pretty sure he was her witness. And she didn't object. And it just tarnished. It tarnished Amber to the core. Um, so proud of Isaac. That was an amazing testimony and he was by far one of the most believable witnesses in this case he had been johnny depp's friend since before the viper room era he'd worked in the viper room just to give a little backstory on him and he is the only friend of johnny's that was living rent free in one of those five penthouses in the eastern columbia building where eastern columbia building i can't talk tonight i'm sorry i work today he saw them living together he dealt with them on a regular basis he would know and he said he didn't see violence on either side of it but he did say he saw Amber that week, that May, May 21st to 27th week, and he didn't see a bruise at all on her face. And he was absolutely shocked when all of this came out, like stunned to his core. Also, I find it super funny that as you watch me progress in this week, you see the light just start to die in my eyes because of how tired I was. You can see the progression of getting up because originally, like, I think I arrived at the courtroom at five that first day and it very quickly turned into 2 a.m. is wake up time and let's go. And I'm sleeping on courtroom floors and I am doing my makeup in a public bathroom and I am trying not to fall asleep in a courtroom for lunch because lunch lines got so ridiculous, but I was living at a hotel, so I didn't have, you know, the time to go out and make food obviously or anything else. Um, so what I would do is I would go down to the cafeteria during early morning break time to get my lunch, a sandwich, put it in my purse. And then at lunchtime, I would eat that on the floor outside of the courtroom because especially like, I think by second week, people were stealing people's spots in the courtroom and everything. And I'm like, bitch, I was up at two. Give me my seat. To get into the Eve Barlow mess of things. So this is the week of Gina Duders' statement. Now, Gina Duders is the wife of Stephen Duders, who was Johnny Depp's manager. And I don't know if they didn't plan on bringing him in as a witness because he was a witness in the United Kingdom trial or if because this happened, he was disqualified from being a witness in the first place. So basically what happened was Gina was testifying. She was extremely nervous. The poor thing she was doing, this is very out of her character. She's... Uh, very shy. I felt so bad for her while she was up there, but then all of a sudden Amber's team kind of cut her off. They approached the bench and then suddenly the judge is like, Miss Tudors, I just had a question for you. Have you been watching the trial this past week? Um, I've seen clips of it online. Yeah. You've been watching. So you have seen parts of this trial. Yeah. Okay. And witness testimonies. You've seen it, please. All right. Does anybody have any follow-up questions? Uh, Ms. Ms. Duders, um, have you been watching? It doesn't matter. She's been watching clips of witness testimony. All right. You're excused, ma'am. You can have your excuse. Okay. Thank you. I will I will instruct the jury that I'll have to strike the testimony of Ms. Duders. There's a rule on witnesses, Mr. Monas. 
Understood, Your Honor. This is right. the first word. I, 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 I believe that. I have no doubt in my mind that this is the first you've heard of it. Have a good day, ma'am. Thank you. I, 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 it's better off I get it the first time. Thank you. So she's dismissed as a witness because she had seen portions of the trial. Now, how did that happen? So you can see no one's supposed to be on their phones. First and foremost, we were given the fucking, uh, you are not supposed to be on your phone in that fucking courtroom. Doesn't matter if you're a part of Johnny's team or Amber's team. If you are not an attorney or Johnny or Amber, you are not to be on your cell phone. I don't even know if Johnny and Amber were allowed to be on their cell phones, to be honest with you. We were given this edict by the sheriff and, and, and Judge Penny, she was like, no live tweeting in my courtroom. It's not happening. Well, Miss Eve Barlow. So the funny, funny backstory on Eve. Eve is just like a lot. She fights the Johnny Depp supporters, survivors so much. She was the one that was looking at all of us, um, the influencers at the beginning of this trial and picking us out and going through our old tweets. Because like I said, there were girls that were kicked out. I mean, they had tweets from 10 years ago. They made when they were teenagers that had them kicked out of that courtroom. It was drama. I was so nervous. Like every day I walked in the courtroom, I was like, is this the day I kicked out? Because God knows what I've said about Amber Heard online. And, and every day it was just like very nerve wracking going in there with Eve, her owl eyes looking at all of us, like trying to see like who she's going to kick out today. And then, and then karma, man, <laughs> this was so funny. So Gina get, gets kicked out her testimony. I told you it's going to circle back. So Gina get, gets kicked out. Her testimony is totally, it's struck from the record, everything else, because it was discovered that she had been watching portions of the trial, which disqualified her from being a witness. Totally fair. However, you can see Rottenborn get the text. Um, while he's sitting at the desk, you, you, you can physically see him get the text. He alerts Elaine. Then he stands up and your honor, may we approach kind of thing, right? And goes up. And so who sent the text message? Why? Eve, 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 Eve. So Eve was the one. She falsified evidence. Um, she used, a, a, I think it was an Instagram post from Gina from January of 2021. And like she scrubbed the date and made it look like it was something that had recently been sent. That's why Ben Shu in our last episode, we talked a little bit about this excerpt. Ben Shu is mad. Like this is, this is regarding Eve's whole thing and, and getting their witness dismissed. And mind you, like, yes, if she's watching the trial, she should be dismissed. However, on not falsified evidence. So Ben says it's more than enough to get her thrown out permanently, but it also, it takes place in a context. Your honor will remember the inappropriate disclosure of the sexual assault violations in violation of the protection order. The point is your honor, the court's orders must mean something. We're trying to play by the rules here and it is outrageous what Miss Barlow has done. She was thrown out yesterday and all we're asking a very limited form of relief is that she is barred from attending the rest of the trial. And wouldn't you know it, she sure was. And that shouldn't tickle me as much as it does, but it, it sure does because she was on a mission to get Johnny Depp supporters thrown out of that courtroom. And wouldn't you know it, she ended up thrown out in the first few days. It was a wild turn of events, but it also goes to show what Amber's team would do in order to win. Do you know what I mean? We're going to falsify evidence. We are going to leak a sexual assault in order to have that 
protection order violated because I 100% believe we talked about this in the last episode that that was intentional. Um, but yeah, it's ab- it's absolutely wild. But before I get too ahead of myself, I've already talked to you guys too, too much so far tonight. Um, here's what happened this week in court with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard last year. Let's go, let's go. Real quick, let's talk about why these two are back in court this week. So in December of 2018, Amber Heard wrote this op-ed for the Washington Post where she talked about how two years ago in 2016, what happened in 2016, her divorce, but anyways, she became a figure for domestic violence. So Johnny Depp and his legal team were like, no sis, we already released a statement on this, stop. So he sued her in March of 2019 for defamation. So this is not a criminal trial. No one is going to be found guilty or not guilty. Basically, Johnny has to prove that Amber Heard wrote this article about him with malice. This is going to be a very hard case to win just like his libel trial in the uk it's impossible he's a celebrity people can say whatever they want about him but it doesn't seem like johnny cares about winning or losing he said this about the case i am bringing this lawsuit not only to clear my name and restore my reputation but to attempt to bring clarity to the women and men whose lives have been harmed by abuse and who have been repeatedly lied to by Ms. Heard purporting to be their spokesperson. See, Johnny's been alleging for a while now that he was not the abuser, but he was the abused in the relationship. And there has been a lot to back that up. Punch you lie, and then I, I didn't punch you. And then by the way, you, I'm sorry that I didn't uh, you uh, hit you across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. Don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. But Johnny may have a smoking gun in this case. As for years, she's claimed that this op-ed was not about Johnny Depp at all. It was about the plight of women when it comes to domestic violence. But email exchanges with herself and her ghostwriter from before this article was released tell a different story. So at this point in time, Amber Heard was announcing that she was a spokesperson for the ACLU. She used this article to do that. And this first correspondence is between her and Jessica from the ACLU. Jessica says, hi, Amber, apologies for the delay. But we have needed to get this passed through quite a few lawyers at first. Please read Robin's notes below and let me know your edits. Also, you should show this to your attorney, one from the long list. I want to make sure that nothing said in here that puts you in jeopardy for your NDA. Her NDA with Johnny. So her ghostwriter Robin writes back, saying she tried to gather Amber's fire and rage and really interesting analysis and shape that into the op-ed form. She then tells Amber that her lawyer should review it for the way that she skirted around Amber's marriage. And in another email, she said you had a brilliant solution for the paragraph about not talking about the marriage. Saying her concern is this paragraph here. Then two years ago, I got a temporary restraining order against my then husband. I felt the full force of our culture's wrath against women that speak out. The day I left the courtroom and walked into a pack of hundreds of photographers, I didn't have a team of bodyguards. My lawyers used their own bodies to block out space for me as I walked to my car. Little side note here, even the judge in the United Kingdom asked why she walked out the front door of this courthouse that day. It has something to do with this letter we previously discussed. And that judge also questioned who called the paparazzi on that day. Hi, um, future Danielle, who lived in the trial. I just wanted to make a point here. But Morgan Tremaine, who testified, he worked for TMZ. We went through him in the last episode. Um, he said that they had a very credible tip. TMZ had a very credible tip, not only for Amber walking out of the courtroom, but for her to turn and look at them so they could get that photo of the bruise on May 27th. Girly, what's this about having your lawyers block out space for you in this proposed op-ed? Please. Personally, these emails are case solved for me that that op-ed was written by Amber about Johnny. 
Hi, I was in the courthouse with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard today during the first official day of their trial. Johnny is suing Amber for defamation, his ex-wife, and I just want to give you some of my thoughts on it. I'm currently exhausted, so if I misspeak, I'm very sorry, but let's get to it. We went through the opening statements today. Of course, Johnny's team started. But then we got to Amber's team, and that was very interesting for several reasons. Her team brought up one of her friends. His name is I.O. Tillett Ray. One of her lawyers alleged that I.O. saw the swelling because he knew her. Like the swelling on her face from injuries, which is interesting to me. Because why would it matter if he knew her or not? If she was beaten as badly as she says that Johnny Depp was beating her, then that swelling would be apparent to all of us. This is a nitpicky thing, but her lawyer also misspoke and said that Johnny's tattoo was wine forever. It's wino forever, but that's nitpicking. They also introduced a brand new allegation of essay between the couple. It's just interesting because this is always an evolving story with Amber. Something new is added every single time. We also got to hear from Johnny Depp's sister, Christy Dombrowski, who's also been kind of his personal manager throughout his career. She gave testimony about booking hotel reservations for the couple when they would have to travel, saying that as the couple's relationship went on, she learned that she had to book an additional room for her brother when they would travel so that he would have a place to hide from his wife. They also took up 20 minutes of our lives asking her about the same three texts over and over and over again. I don't know why there weren't any objections to that. I get to the point where I wanted to yell about them badgering the witness. Also, total side note, but yesterday was jury selection, and apparently all the jurors said that they didn't really know Amber, but they knew who Johnny was. Many of them couldn't even name her movies. Not that a jury should be able to name movies, but anyways. So today, Amber's team was like, I know many of you don't know Amber, but let's introduce her to you. So we got a bio on Amber, like super quick. But back to Chrissy's testimony. She spoke on an incident between the couple that quote unquote really stuck with her. Chrissy said that her and Johnny have been having a meeting with Dior for a perfume or cologne contract and that Amber had kind of rushed in. Now they weren't supposed to be talking to anyone about this deal yet. But of course, Johnny told his wife and apparently she freaked out and said that he didn't even have any style and she wasn't sure why Dior even wanted him. Johnny Depp, no style. Got it. But that's the end of my quick thoughts for today, but I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Exhausted quick recap of my thoughts of being in the courthouse with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp today. This is day three of the two of them being in the actual courthouse. Today we finished up with Chrissy Dembrowski's statement, which is Johnny Depp's sister and personal manager. I got tons of notes on everyone's statement today, but let's just do the quick stuff. We started off with Amber's lawyers still questioning Christy about the same freaking text messages that they were questioning her about yesterday. But today, Ben Chu was on the freaking ball and he was objecting all over the place. Because Christy was sticking to her guns, we got to hear the words that I really wanted to hear, which was asked and answered. So move on. They then tried to bring text between Amber and Christy into court. But they wanted to redact Amber's text. So we would just have Christy's messages. That was denied. Thank you, Judge Penny. Amber's lawyer then asked Christy the brilliant question of how Johnny Depp was able to secure a doctor for a next day appointment. This was his private personal doctor, Dr. Kipper, who specialized in concierge medicine. Meaning this man comes to you. So that's how she was trying to make it seem like there was an emergency with his addiction. But okay. And they really tried to push the fact that she's employed by her brother as why she's backing him. Like she says she gets a salary. So when they said, oh, your money improves when his career improves, she was like, no, it's it's a salary. It's a set annual salary. Like, what the heck? Now, at the end of the day, they were just kind of confirming some video messages and everything. But the real true emotional testimony came from someone called Isaac. 
Isaac's been friends with Johnny since the 80s, and they remain friends. Even after the two of them moved from Florida to L.A., Isaac moved away, and then he came back, and he's still friends with Johnny. And Isaac actually lived with the couple in their penthouses for almost four years. The same as a lot of Amber's friends and family, all of whom live there rent-free. Johnny paid for them. Now, Isaac said he loved Amber and he loved Whitney, and he always saw Amber and Johnny being really lovey to each other. Never witnessed any physical violence. He also said that during the week that this was all over the press, he saw Amber Heard several times with no bruise on her face. That's a lot of people's testimony. Then Amber Heard's lawyer started asking him about if he knows Amber's makeup routine or what skin tints she uses or what creams. Obviously not. In fact, Isaac said he found out from the press when this happened. She also wanted to know if Isaac knew how talented Amber was with makeup. And he said, ah, she can't be that talented since she takes her friend who's a makeup artist with her everywhere. I love Isaac. There's a lot more to this, but I want to add this. Giants, you know, his, his family has been completely wrecked by all of this stuff. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not fair. It's not right what, ha what she did and what happened for so many people to get affected from this. It's, it's insane and Mr. That's this, how this happened. And Mr. Hi, third day in court with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I am super exhausted. But I want to give you all some of my quick thoughts on what went on in the courtroom today. So let's go, let's go. Okay, so the first witness in today was Kate James. Kate James is infamous in this case, and it was so cool for me to see her and hear her speak about this just because I've read her witness statements a million times. She's Amber Heard's assistant that claims that Amber stole her blank story. And we didn't even get into that today. And I'm not sure why that's been redacted or why it's not being talked about or if it will be talked about in the future. But that's super interesting in and of itself. Kate had a video deposition, which means it had been recorded prior to this. And she did not seem to be having it with Amber Heard's lawyers. Even told them at one point, not what I said. You're trying to put words in my mouth. She also said Amber was super insecure in her own relationship with Johnny. She relayed to the court that if she was having friendly chit-chat with Johnny and Amber spotted to her, she would get the evil eye and would just walk away from him because she knew. She also felt like Amber Heard lashed out at her a lot, said that it was for no reason, just someone that she needed to lash out at. And she often observed Amber being abusive towards her mother, Paige Heard, who has passed since then. And said that Paige was terrified by Amber and she's not the only witness to say that. Then we moved on to Dr. Laurel Anderson. This was the couple's clinical psychologist. She had a lot to say, but here's some quick thoughts. She said Amber had a jackhammer style of talking and would cut Johnny off a lot. Said he couldn't keep up with her rapid fire way of talking and he felt overwhelmed often. Also said that Johnny's a very verbal man when no one is interrupting him. Now she did say that Amber alleged that Johnny physically abused her, but she only did this when Johnny wasn't there. They got their couples therapy. Now you can see that two ways. You can see it as well Amber was lying or you can see it as she was too afraid to talk about it in front of her abuser. I mean, honestly, I could do a whole podcast episode on this one thing. Dr. Laurel also mentions mutual abuse. I mean, this is why I tell you all, look at the actual court documents yourself and come up with it. She's a clinical psychologist. She knew the couple, but she was not supposed to be the judge or jury. You need to look at it yourself. Y'all know my thoughts. 
especially since Amber lies an awful lot and we'll get into that tomorrow. You just hold, hold your horses on that one. But Dr. Laurel said that Amber was often the instigator and she started a lot of the fights. She also said that Johnny would try to deescalate fights far more often than Amber ever would. She also said that at one point in time, Amber asked her, will she have the advantage if she leaves him by filing for abuse first? Girlfriend was going to get that bag. My opinion, don't come for me. Dr. Laurel literally said in her notes that she thought that this was Amber strategizing her exit. Then one of Johnny's witnesses took the stand, Gina Duders, who is the wife of his assistant, Stephen Duders, and her entire statement was struck from the record. Poor thing was so nervous and all her efforts were for nothing. I'll be back tomorrow with more on this because this was, there was a lot today. There was a lot. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Last week I was in court with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and I wanted to talk more about my experience with that. Let's go, let's go. So we've talked about Kate James on here a lot. It was Amber Heard's assistant who's also alleged that Amber stole her blank story. But Kate would testify to seeing Amber an awful lot in her relationship with Johnny Depp, saying she witnessed Amber's insecurities, that she didn't like it when Johnny would leave her presence. Also that she didn't like any women in Johnny's presence, including Kate. Kate saying anytime she was trying to make small talk with Johnny, Amber would give her quote unquote the evil eye. But we talked an awful lot last week about Johnny's blank use. I thought it was pertinent to mention Amber's. Since an awful lot of this case has seemed to be demonizing Johnny Depp for his blank use, when it's obvious she does it as well. In fact, the couple's private doctor, Dr. Kipper, even sent a text message to Amber asking her why she was participating in drug use, including during their marriage in the Bahamas, if she felt that it was the main problem in their marriage. Her ex-assistant Kate James would allege that Amber used provisual, which in the United Kingdom trial, Amber would say that she did. She says she suffers from narcolepsy. However, Kate would allege that provigil is used in the industry for weight loss. Kate also testified that while she wasn't a doctor and she wasn't Amber's doctor who prescribed this, she also witnessed manic episodes that she believes were side effects. Saying that often there was no reason for Amber to lash out at people, but it was like she wanted someone to lash out at. Saying that Amber was often belligerent and abusive to those around her including Kate herself when she asked for a raise. Kate said that Amber got within four inches of her face and was spitting mad that she even had the audacity to ask for a raise. Kate saying that this embarrassed her so much that there was a gentleman on the property she becomes friends with that she felt like she couldn't even look at anymore after this event because he had witnessed it. Kate would also allege in her witness statement that at the beginning of Johnny and Amber's relationship, Amber would almost use Kate's own son as a prop, taking photos with him as she baked cookies and also using him for the paparazzi. Kate testifying in her witness statement that she didn't realize till later what Amber was trying to do and that her son was terrified of the paparazzi. She also alleged in her witness statement that Amber would ask her to pick up any magazines that featured her in them and hide them from Johnny in her garage as she did not want Johnny to know that she was so obsessed with her upcoming fame. Kate also alleged that Amber hated hanging out at Johnny's home because it was a bunch of old men playing guitars. Yet for some reason, the court didn't get to hear what is, in my opinion, the most damning evidence of this whole case. But as always, let me know what you guys think. Story that I can't believe Amber Heard's lawyers are still sticking with after the United Kingdom trial. Let's go, let's go. So in our opening statements, one of Amber's lawyers, Elaine, said, y'all want to talk about donations? Let's talk about donations. To which I say, yes, Elaine, let's. We all remember this, right? When Amber Heard and Johnny Depp divorced, she got a settlement, which she promised to two charities. She was going to split it down the middle, the ACLU and the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. She did this to say that she was never interested in the money from Johnny and it didn't play a role in why she was divorcing him. Even though her lawyers wrote him basically an extortion letter, the week
week that she filed for divorce asking for a Range Rover, three of his own personal penthouses that are beside his other two. So was she trying to still continue living with him after this? She was expected to pay everything for utilities, everything, along with a sizable monthly fee for her. And if he didn't agree to all of this, she would go public with her abuse claims, which also lines up with what her psychotherapist said yesterday in court. Where Dr. Laurel said that Amber had asked her if she would have the advantage if she left and filed for abuse first. When Dr. Laurel was questioned on this, she said she felt this was Amber strategizing for her exit. I gotta keep up with that lifestyle, but anyways, I'm getting off point. She then went on a talk show in late 2018 saying that she had donated that money and that she wanted nothing from the marriage. Lined up with her witness statement for court, she said, and the entire amount of my divorce settlement was donated to charity. Was donated being the key words there. Only problem is she has no receipts of this. Now there has been small donations made, not the full 7 million at all. I think 250,000 is what we have receipts for. And that was made in Amber's name, not by Amber, which is just a little laughable. But what Elaine said in her opening statement was what she argued to the court in the United Kingdom in 2020. Amber hasn't been able to fulfill that donation pledge yet because Johnny has been suing her. She's been forced to spend millions of dollars defending Johnny's accusations. Except here's the thing. Johnny paid her the final amount of her divorce settlement installment in February of 2018. It wouldn't be until June 2018 that he launched his case against the son, but that wasn't even against Amber. In October of 2018, she went on that talk show where she claimed she wanted nothing and that she had already donated the settlement. 2018, she wrote this op-ed for the Washington Post, which is why we are in court now. Johnny is suing her for defamation over this article. He wouldn't sue her until March 2019. So she was paid February of 2018, beginning of that year, and he didn't sue her until March 2019. Make that make sense, Elaine.